Hello, everybody. My name is Christina Stafford, here to welcome you to the Fearless Journey podcast. We hope you'll join us in this firsthand telling of God's faithfulness in each of these women's journeys, challenging them to rise up and live fearless in any and every season. Welcome. I'm Jamie Massey. Thank you so much for joining us for our very first Fearless Journey podcast, a ministry of the Fearless Women Ministries of Cooper City Church of God. We are super excited about what's ahead. Our goal is to connect with one another by sharing our stories, and we all have a story. And I believe as we share, not only will we connect locally, but my prayer is that we will connect globally with women. So make sure to share this podcast with someone you know. Today, I am delighted to welcome our very first guest on the Fearless Journey podcast, Ashley Perez. Ashley is a beautiful young woman, and you are going to be so moved by her story today. Ashley is a 34-year-old single mom with three children, two of which are here and one which is in heaven. And you'll hear more about that in just a minute. You're going to be hearing about all that she has been involved with here at Cooper City Church. She's had a fun career in art direction, and she spends her time, her free time, working out participating in church, and bribing her teens to spend time with her. Ashley is a volunteer here, and she is one of our Fearless Women's Leadership Team members. She works in our media department, and you often see her bright, bubbly smile at the end of our services each weekend when she closes the church service for us. Ashley believes that her purpose, this side of heaven, is to encourage the brokenhearted to have hope in Jesus. Welcome, Ashley. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, tell us a little bit. How did you end up at Cooper City Church of God? Uh, okay, so I've actually been attending this church since we were in Miramar. So my mom says I was four years old, so I'm just going to have to take her word on that. (laughs) So I I pretty much grew up in this church. You know, I left for a couple years as I got older, church hopping or shopping, whatever they call it. And I I always wound up back here. So this is home. Wow. Wow. That's so cool. We're blessed that you are here. I understand that you have three children, two teenagers, and we all, if you've raised a teenager, understand that challenge. Mm. But I want us to talk today specifically about your daughter, Gabby. Tell us a little bit about Gabby. Yes. So Gabby was my youngest, um, just such a beautiful girl. I mean, I show her picture off all the time. I think all my kids are beautiful. And uh, she just was a ball of energy. Uh, at the time of her passing, she was just 21 months old. So just shy of her second birthday. Um, But, you know, big curly hair, um, just always into a little bit of mischief and laughing about it, which, you know, (laughs) it's adorable when they're two years old. Uh, So she was my third child. And um, my other two were already older. You know, I do have a history. I was a teen mom. I was 17 when I had my first daughter, which is a whole other part of of my another story. podcast yeah we'll do another <laughs> podcast on on my teen mom days but um she actually came from a different father than my older two we had been 
I was married to my kid's dad. We divorced, we married young, we divorced young. And then I got into another relationship that turned out to be broken. But the blessing mm-hmm. from that relationship was Gabby. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, today we're focusing on grace in the midst of grief and nothing, you know, my mom lost a daughter at 13 months old and my mom would say till the day she died, there's nothing like the pain of the loss of a child. Yeah. And that's a grief. My mom would say that nobody, unless they've been there can understand. So today I know may be a little difficult, Ashley, but take us back to that tragic day, that tragic event. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that about your mom, so I'm Mm -hmm. sorry to hear that, but what she said is true. Uh, I've heard a quote saying, you know, they call a person who is a spouse, a widow or a widower, but they don't have a name for a parent who loses a child because it's just not the way things are supposed to be. Um, But yeah, so I, this was in 2015, so it's it's been a while, but sometimes it feels like Mm -hmm. just yesterday. Um, We were out of town in Lake Placid, Florida, we went there for Memorial Day weekend because we have family there that we're very close to. And my kid's paternal grandfather had just passed away a month before, very suddenly, very tragically. It was a blow to our family. So we decided, you know, my kids and I, we went up there for the weekend to just spend time with the family and and be there for his wife, who I love so dearly, and her kids who are around the same age as my kids. And um, we had a great weekend. We had a wonderful time with family, um, just supporting one another, just loving on one another. And it was Memorial Day that Monday, and I was packing up to come home. It's a two-hour drive, so it's not too far, but, you know, got stuff all over the house. And Maya, my oldest, was really, really sick. She'd been vomiting all day, so I had that on my mind. I had, you know, we were trying to also still enjoy time in the pool, So it was a a little bit of a back and forth, you know, entertain the kids, take care of the sick kid. (laughs) And so by the end of the day, you know, pretty wiped out, packing up stuff, a little distracted. And I noticed, you know, Maya was in the living room and the other two were playing. Joshua and Gabby were just playing with the kids. But then Maya said something that just kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I think most moms know this fear. Mm, Um, I hear Maya say, Mom, where's Gabby? And if you're a mom of a toddler, you know that when you realize you haven't seen your kid in even two minutes, they could be getting into trouble. Yes. But still, when I heard that, I I felt a little sense of panic. But then I said, oh, I'm going to find her, you know, in the room tearing up toys or or messing something up. But I still instinctively went to the back door and still not thinking I was going to find her back there. It just was an instinct to go there. And it had been locked which tells me that someone, might have even been me, knew to lock the door because we had children in the house and Mm -hmm. there's a pool in the back and we had a pool gate back there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I unlocked it, I went out and I noticed that the pool gate was down in one corner. Again, I still didn't think of anything tragic. I just said, let me just go and look at a precaution. And when I walked past that gate, I scanned the pool from the shallow end to the deep end. And when my eyes got to the deep end is when I saw her floating. And um, I still can't get to that part of the story without choking up, even though I know that the Lord has healed my heart from the loss. But uh, 
I just remember this scream that came out of me. And in my mind at that moment, I, I didn't know it was me screaming. Wow. I, it was so foreign. And a lot of people will say, if you hear a mother scream for her child or maybe a wife for her husband, it's unnatural. It doesn't even sound like human. Yeah. So I let out that cry and I just scooped her out and I froze, you know, I began, I was on my knees just begging, begging Jesus, like, please, please. And I, I wasn't trying to do CPR because I was just begging the Lord to like help. Yeah. So um, my kids grandmother came in and she tried to do CPR and at that time you know my children came out so they did witness um, their sister in that state and I don't remember who called 911 um, but you know eventually the ambulance got there they grabbed her they took her out tried to perform CPR in the front yard and then they scooped her up again and took her into the ambulance but I was outside of the ambulance and I remember dropping to my knees I had scratches on my knees from dropping in the middle of the street praying and begging and bargaining with God in that moment to save my little girl Mm. and um it was just kind of downhill from there we went to the hospital and I remember them calling the code over the uh intercom and I knew what it meant Mm. when I heard that code and I just kind of sank down and just began to try to accept the reality I can't even, nor do I don't think any parent would want to have to walk in those shoes that you have walked in. How do you view God during a season of grief in your life? Like when you're going through that, does your perspective of God change? Tell us a little bit what that was like for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I try to be as transparent with this as possible because I think it's important even though it doesn't make me look great Um, and I will honestly say in the very beginning I was angry with death Mm -hmm. I was feeling almost like a warrior when I left that hospital without my baby when I had to drive home without with one less child I was so angry at the enemy I I wanted to fight with everything in me because I knew it wasn't right Mm -hmm. Um, and for a while I really felt so much support you know, from the community, they still are supportive, but I knew that God was like holding me up. I knew that he was walking with me and he was the only reason I wasn't completely insane. Um, but that after a while, it kind of subsided because, you know, the regular cycle of the day just started, you know, everything was returning to normal, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. And I had to adjust to a normal that would never feel normal to me. And I became to I began to become really angry with the Lord. And I I always make sure to tell that part when I'm sharing my story because I think a lot of people become angry with God, but maybe they don't even recognize it or they're afraid to say it because it's wrong. Yeah. When really in my ugliest times, in my ugliest emotions, I I still knew that he was there just kind of like saying, Come to me, bring them to me, mm. put them all on me. Um but I did rebel for a season. Wow. I did. And um, still here. So if that wow. says anything about his grace, that yeah. he would still take me back and love me and bring me to this place of joy after I was angry at him and, you know, shaking my fist at him and cursed, cursing at him or whatever I did. He still, mm. still had grace. You know, it's amazing to me because it's as if we think that God cannot handle our 
hurt and anger, but he understands it so much better than we do. Oh, yeah. And uh, you can see it all through scripture, you know, where Mm -hmm. God, even before the blood of Christ was shed at the cross, Mm -hmm. we see where God was merciful to, for for instance, David. He was merciful to David when David had his moments of questioning and his moments of frustration or anger. And so you can you can think of, you know, times we all can think of times in our life uh, where we get angry with God. But God could handle your anger. Could he not? Oh, yeah. Your questions, I'm sure the questions had to be there. Absolutely. Did you have times where you were like, God, I just need an answer? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then not hearing back right in that moment when I demanded an answer Mm. would just fuel Mm. the fire of me being like, what is going on? What did I do to deserve this? And (laughs) anger, I'm sure, would increase when you're not getting what you feel that you are owed, you know? Yes. So what was the biggest personal change you experienced after Gabby's death? Yeah, uh, it was definitely my, my desires. Wow. So I... I still have the same desires that I had before. You know, I want to be married again in a godly marriage, and I want a home for me and my kids, and I want a good life for us. You know, even though sometimes I feel like, oh, man, I've missed so much. I still have those desires, and I don't think they're bad desires at all. But when I lost my daughter, I had this new desire to say, man, life is so precious. Like, am I really focused on the right things? Am I really putting all my effort into living for the Lord and bringing people to him. Um, Now that I know I've got my baby waiting in heaven Mm. for me, like I need to make sure I get there and that (laughs) I'm bringing as many people as I can with me. It just made it so much more real. Heaven became so much more real. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So tell me something that you still struggle with even after this time. You said it was 2015. You know, there's those people out there that say, just get over it, move on. Mm -hmm. Um, But what is it you still struggle with? Yeah, so (laughs) I'm almost like, should I really say this? But (laughs) whatever. Uh, I still struggle with fear. Mm -hmm. I still struggle with fear of um, another tragedy happening to me because I've heard stories of moms losing more than one kid and I could barely live through one loss. So I, I struggle with fear, and I say that <laughs> fearlessly because <laughs> we got we to gotta get to the place where we say, right. you know, fear doesn't come from God, but in our weakness, he is the one who's going to get us through that, where we can actually be fearless even when Amen. we're scared. Amen. So, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and interestingly enough, we call this the fearless podcast because a lot of times people think to be fearless means there's an absence of fear, mm-hmm. but that's not what being fearless is. It's, as they say, doing it afraid. Yeah. That's fearless. Yeah. It's uh, courage isn't an absence of fear. It's even though you're afraid, you still get up every day. I love that. You still continue. You still by faith say, God. I, I'm admitting that's scary to me, the thought of another loss, but I love you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm putting my trust in you regardless, yeah. and that's huge. So um, do you see God's purpose in the testimony that you've been given? And if so, what is that? Yeah, I, I think 
I might not see everything in detail. Like, I don't think I'll ever be able to answer that question and say, yes, God let me go through this because he wanted X, Y, Z to happen. Uh, what I can say is that I can see how he's used it for my good and his glory, which is what his word tells us he'll do. Um, and for that, I'm, I'm just grateful. I, I think um, people often tell me that I'm, I'm strong hmm. and that is something I, it's hard for me to hear that because I know me. Wow. But it has become the perfect opportunity for me to point them to Jesus and say, no, I am not strong. I struggle. I'm weak. Mm -hmm. I fail every day. But God, like, yes. it's just a perfect segue to say, like, you can be so broken, mm -hmm. but you can still be like, just know who you are in Christ. Wow. And that changes everything. You know, one of the thing, things that I hear from people concerning you is they say she is full of joy and the testimony i see attached to ashley is you know aligned with the joy that comes through but what i love about this is that your testimony should be that of sorrow mm. and yet your te you know you would think such sorrow and grief but you can see the grace in all of this grief as we are yeah. saying because only god can give you that joy yep. there's you know that's that that garment of praise mm -hmm. for the spirit of heaviness is that something you found because you talked about that time and season where you just rebelled mm -hmm. did you find that in your rebellion that that wasn't working for me as angry and rebellious as I was that wasn't working mm -hmm. but somehow when you just gave it all to the Lord is it true that that garment that you were wearing that heavy garment was exchanged where does this joy that you have come from after you've come through such tragedy yeah it it took a lot of breaking down so the anger and I'm grateful for it because that anger and my rebellion just kept breaking me down and breaking me down and finally it broke me down to the point that I was on my knees. I think I was even on the floor. I mean, this wow. has happened multiple times since then, yeah. but it's sometimes I think the best place to be is just before the Lord as you are, just completely naked, you oh, know, yes. and that's where the healing began. And I have felt a physical weight come off me in times when I was just, you know, wordless before him, just... Mm ugly crying and everything um he's he truly has replaced it with joy and and i don't say that um lightly because it was not easy to get there mm. but now that i'm here even when i have bad days i still have days where i miss my daughter i mean it's every day but i still have days where i feel a little sorry that i don't have her here i wonder what she would look like you know mm. i've seen my kids suffering and mm. through the loss of her and the journey they're on with me um but the joy, it just doesn't even compare because I know and I have that hope I'm going to see her again one day. She won't be my daughter anymore in right. heaven, but I know that that reunion's coming and holding on to that is just everything for me. Did you go through a season where you blamed yourself, um, where you were angry at yeah. yourself, mm. not just God, but because I hear moms say that. Yeah, I think that I did for a short while. I don't think I did as much and probably only because of um, 
the grace of God. But I did have uh, some time where I was beating myself up and also her father. Um, it, it got ugly. You know, mm. he even had a lawsuit and, and called me negligent. And mm. I had to kind of eat that because I was yeah. the parent there with her. But I think the Lord really shielded me from mm. the destruction of that because I knew, I knew deep down, no mom is perfect, but I know how much I love my little girl and I know I would have given my life to save hers. It's right. just not what the plan was. Right. There so. you go. Mm-hmm. That is That right there hopefully will bring some freedom and healing to someone who's beating themselves up right yeah. now because we know that's exactly what the enemy tries to do. You know, sure. he, he will try everything. If he can't get us from one angle, he will try another angle. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that's going to be very healing as that somebody maybe lets go of their self anger, self hatred, yeah. whatever they're wearing today. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to someone who is grieving a deep loss right now? What would you say to that woman? Yeah, I actually wrote this this down. Um, I wrote to to cling to Jesus until you're white knuckled. <laughs> wow, I love <laughs> because it. Because sometimes that's what it's going to feel like. You've got nothing to lose. You just have to cling to Him in the middle of the storm, and mm. it's going to get ugly. Yeah. Uh, just know <laughs> that no matter how ugly it gets, He promises to never leave us, yes. and He's so faithful to that. Uh, you know, so cling to him in every emotion. Let yourself feel those emotions because they're valid. God gave us emotions for a reason. He just didn't expect us to, you know, try to do it on our own. He wants us to bring them to him. Amen. And I also think um, to have grace for others in your grief because it's such a dark time for you. It can be very easy for the enemy to sneak in and and cause you to have offense when someone says something because people say things Mm. because they don't know how to comfort you in your grief. And a lot of times they'll say things that are straight up stupid. Yeah. But they don't always they usually (laughs) don't mean to. Right. And so if you can find grace for others Mm. in this time, they're going to see in you something that's like supernatural like that. This woman is, you know getting through this and I want to know how and I want to know how I can get that yeah so it's that's a really important thing that I think is overlooked have grace for others while you're suffering because one day they're going to look at that as an example wow that is so powerful and what a, a, a living hope there is in that yeah Well, Ashley, what I would like for you to do is if you will just take a moment here and just pray for the listeners who are grieving today. Possibly you're in that same place. Maybe you're facing the heaviness, the weight of grief, and you just happen to tune in today. That's just the Holy Spirit speaking right now to draw you to a place where you can receive as Ashley prays. And I believe for those who are wearing a garment of heaviness, that today the Lord is going to lighten that and he's going to replace it. So Ashley, would you just pray for those who are listening? Yes, thank you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you first and foremost, Lord. I thank you firstly for, for just being who you are, for being so good to us. Lord, for protecting us from things we don't even know you're protecting us from. Lord, I thank you for your grace. Lord, how gracious you've been to me and to everyone that I know, Lord. But in this moment, I just want to lift up that one listener right now, Lord. 
and she's hearing this right now, God, and her heart's heavy. And Lord, she could be hearing this 10 years from now, but you are still the same. And so I thank you for this person, Lord, and I just ask that you would just cover her in your grace and your love in the same way you've done for me, Lord. I ask that you would just plant the seed, Lord, of hope in her heart, Lord, that she would know that it's going to be okay only because of you, Jesus. I ask for healing, Lord, that's going to come from you, that in the midst of the ugly, Lord, that she would sense your presence. I just thank you in advance, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing in every heart, in every woman that's listening to this, Lord. I thank you uh, for this podcast, for all the women that are going to come forward with their testimonies, Lord. I thank you even for the hard times because you are so faithful. You're so graceful, Lord, and you always get us through because that is who you are. Lord, we love you. We give you all praise and honor. And Lord, I ask all these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. That was so powerful. Thank you so much, Ashley. If you have a story you'd like to share, you can email me at jamie at cccofgod.org. That's J-A-M-I-E at C-C-C-O-F-G-O-D dot org. Listen, ladies, make sure to plan and join us on March 11th for our Fearless Friday event. It's going to be a powerful evening of worship and the word. And we'll look forward to seeing you soon. God bless. Thank you again for joining us here on the Fearless Journey podcast. I hope you all leave encouraged wherever and whenever you're listening. We can't wait for you to hear more from our fearless women as we share new stories every Friday. Until next time, let's go live fearless.